0: Greening with Mike Greenberg, the podcast.
1: This is Greeney on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Today, ESP Day, a big day here on ESPN Radio and across all ESPN platforms. Joe Fortenbaugh and Shay Cornette filling in for Greeney this afternoon. Um, I say that because the ESPs are on tonight, and obviously we know about Jimmy Valvano's speech, and, and every year we have one of these inspirational speeches tonight. Dick Vitale is going to give it, and so today, so many people have already called. Joe and I have shared stories, and that's what we're doing here on Greeney because today— um, Is a day that I know affects so many people, whether it's you personally or your family members or friends or whatever it is. Unfortunately, cancer has hit all of us in one way, shape or form. And today is a day to kind of reflect on that. Of course, uh, the Jimmy V Foundation does so much for cancer research. 100 percent of the money that's given goes to cancer research. And so that's why we do this every year, because Cancer does not stop for anyone, doesn't matter what is going on in the world. If you are able, and again, only if you are able, it is v.org slash donate. Um, Joe, earlier today I shared this story, but quickly again, you know, every year I, I host on this day because it's important to me. Um, and the V Foundation does so much for so many. My family was hit by, unfortunately, cancer pretty bad. My little sister had it, um, and she was little. She was only 14, 13, I believe, when she was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. I wish I was wearing purple today because that's the color of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, but I didn't have anything readily available in my closet. But anyways, um, she's okay now. She's in remission now, but still it's it's... It's a scary time, you know, when kids are little or adults, it doesn't matter when it is. You're going through that in the hospital. You're watching someone suffering. Obviously, family members are suffering and everyone around them is trying to figure out how to deal. And and that is why the V Foundation is so important because it, it it goes through cancer research and it, it funds cancer research to try and hopefully one day find a cure for this thing that unfortunately touches us in all different ways. And, um, you know, not everyone is as lucky as my sister and in this remission. And and some people are still fighting the good fight and trying to feel it, figure out how to cope with it. And we think about you today. And, you know, we have this day because of you. And we want to hear your stories and and how you're dealing and how we can all lift each other up and, and be there for one another. And that's what the ESPYs are for tonight, obviously. And that is what today is for here on ESPN Radio and across ESPN platforms.
2: You know, it's a day about community. It's a day about others, resilience, perseverance, gratitude for those who came out the other side, remembrance for those who didn't. It's an important day, not only here at ESPN, it's just an important day in general for those to discuss these things, to remember those who we lost, to remember those and to discuss with those who survived and for us to come together as a community and do what we can to help one another who battled this terrible, terrible thing um we've we've been sharing throughout the day hosts will be sharing throughout the day but it's always great to hear from the callers as well you're mm-hmm. the ones that drive this show triple eight say espn triple eight seven two nine three seven seven six Nikki in indiana thank you for waiting so patiently on hold Nikki, yeah, you, Nikki. the floor is yours please share with us
3: Oh, no problem at all. Um, we lost my grandfather and my father almost 10 years to the day, uh, both to cancer. Our family owns a sports bar in Indiana. Um, just a few short days after we buried my grandpa in 2011, we were watching the legendary IU Kentucky game. And I know Shay, as an IU girl, could appreciate this. this is the Christian my Wofford three was-
1: for a win, that game?
3: Yes, yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> My mom and dad were sitting at the bar while I was working, and um, they they got up, getting their purse, getting ready to leave, all this stuff. My mom's like, oh, it's over. Just a few minutes left to go. And I said, oh, just wait a second. I said, you know, we were always, they put it until the clock hit zero. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I mean, y'all know what happened. Mm-hmm. It, it just went nuts afterwards. And then we started paying real close attention to the um, SDs the following year because Watford was up for play of the year. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, like I said, 10 years almost to the day, we lost my dad and my dad left notes for everyone after to be read at his funeral. And, you know, they were all very emotional, and I still get kind of choked up, but one of the things that kind of always brings a smile to my face, and one of his last instructions were that the pastor read, he said, after the funeral services, before you guys go eat anywhere, please stop by the house and feed the dogs. They've been inside all day. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was like one of the last things he told us. So, it always kind of brings a smile to my face, and we enjoy this It's together, and, um, you know... That's kind of our story, and we love supporting.
1: Nikki, thank you so much for calling. We appreciate that, and I love that story. Obviously, uh, uh, that game... Is important to all Indiana grads. And you having a sports bar in Indiana, that's so great. And I'm sorry to hear about your father and your grandfather. And almost eerie that they passed away um, from not only the same disease, but virtually almost exactly 10 years apart. But maybe that was the other one. I don't know. Sometimes I think there's like a higher power figuring, you know, everything happens for a reason. I don't know. I try and think positive like that, Joe. But nonetheless, thank you for sharing that story. Obviously, it had a great sports tie as well. Um, And it's a shame that Kentucky and Indiana don't play anymore. Joe, hopefully that gets turned around sooner rather than later.
2: You know, this is one of the the, the beautiful things about how sports can intersect with so many different parts of our lives. You know, we just had a conversation about Aaron Judge's contract. You know, we had a conversation about whether or not Sean Payton will be back and who he'd be coaching. Those are all great conversations. That's what people do. They sit around, they talk about sports, Mm -hmm. they talk about topics like that. But then stories like this about how tragedy – gets interwoven into the sports fabric. And then these games become remembered because they take on something more. I know yeah. it wasn't due to cancer, but I remember Brett Favre's father passing away. Yep. Favre decides to play Monday yeah, Night Football for the Packers against the Raiders and goes on to have one of the all-time epic performances. That's all you remember from that game. 100%. Otherwise, you might not remember that game at all. It was just right. a casual Monday Night game between the Packers and the Raiders. So so stories like this and how they weave into the sports culture, but it, it also the way it affects our lives and what we're dealing with and what we're, what we're battling, it shows what sports does mean to us outside of just, you know, the hot take conversations where we yell and scream about which player is going to go play on which team.
4: Yeah,
1: you're right. And honestly, Joe, that's why I wanted to get into sports when I was in college. I felt like, like 9-11 it just happened. All these bad things were happening in the world and all this negativity. And I'm like, God, sports just like makes me feel good and no. makes all of us feel good usually. And sometimes, you know, as Nikki just called from Indiana and kind of told this story about the Indiana-Kentucky game and how it kind of relates to her dad and father passing away. Yes, sad, but you're right. Like sports kind of find a way for us all to come together and all of us to kind of uplift each other. Um, and, and I think that is what is so great here about ESPN and about what we're doing today here on SB Day. Um, the ESPYs are tonight, obviously, and, and Dickie V is going to get the Jim, Bel- Jim Valvano um, Perseverance Award, and we're looking forward to that speech. And so today we're just sharing stories because the V Foundation is so important for so many reasons. And again, all, all of the money goes to cancer research, and I think right now we're all looking for the why and the how and how can we fix it, and that is what the V Foundation is working on. Day in and day out. And again, if you are able to, please donate. It's v.org slash donate. Again, v.org slash donate. Only if you are able. We understand not everyone has disposable income. Um, But if there's even, you know, $5 or whatever it is, it obviously goes to a wonderful cause that hopefully one day doesn't have to affect you, um, but might. And that's why we have days like today. Let's get one more call in here. Let's go to Mark in New Jersey. Mark, what's going on?
5: Good morning. Good morning. How are we all doing today? We're good. Uh, good. Uh, yeah, I think it's very important. I mean, that speech always gets me, uh, yeah. Jim Dalvano's speech, mm-hmm. but, and I, I'm sure it gets everybody. But male breast cancer is something that needs to be put on the front line, not on the sidelines. A lot of people do not know that men can get breast cancer, and it's important to know that. To talk about it every month, not just once a year during October. I'm a male breast cancer survivor twice. And I had no idea that men could get breast cancer. And again, along with sports, I, I had come home from uh, playing basketball on a Sunday, and I saw a, a leakage of one of, in one of my nipples, and it turned out to be breast cancer. I'm one of the lucky ones. Many men are not lucky because, unfortunately, they're not aware that men can be afflicted with this disease. It's not gender-specific. It, it is basically shared by men and women and awareness is the first line of defense. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to put it out there that men can get breast cancer and that men should be more aware of it. And they should get themselves examined every time, every year they go for their uh, annual exams. The doctors should do a breast exam and check their lymph nodes also at the same time.
1: Yeah, Mark, thank you so much for the call. We appreciate that. Obviously, today, too. Yeah, also about awareness and just making sure you're getting checked. You're going to the doctor. You're talking to people, and you're figuring out what to look for and all those kinds of things. So thank you for sharing that. He's right. We don't always remember that You know, men and women can both get practically every kind of cancer, and that's that's scary to think about. So thank you, Mark. We appreciate that. All right, coming up, our 2 days are going to continue. Um, we've already hit the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're going to go to the Arizona Cardinals. That's coming up next. The road to the rematch is on as bantam weight champ Juliana Pena and former champ Amanya Nunez go head-to-head as coaches on the historic 30th season of The Ultimate Fighter. Stream the series now exclusively on ESPN+. Plus. Sign up now at ESPNplus.com. Also, in terms of the Cardinals, the big question is, is Kyler Murray going to get that new contract before the season? We'll discuss it next. You're listening to Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus.
0: Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Greeny, the podcast. This is ESPN Radio's NFL 2 days The Arizona Cardinals.
5: The Andre Hopkins... They will be without him for the first six games
2: of this season. For a third of the season for him to be gone is a huge loss for this offense. Hollywood Brown now has to step into being the absolute number one pass catching option at wide receiver for Arizona. They
5: are optimistic a deal will get done before the start of training camp for Kyler Murray to reach a long term extension. Now obviously that's great news considering in February this felt like it was going very sideways.
1: Yeah, well, that's because Kyler Murray wiped his social media, then brought it back, and then his agent had a statement, and the whole thing was a big mess, Joe. But we are quickly approaching training camp, especially for the Arizona Cardinals. Rookies have already started to report for various teams across the league, and so the question now on everyone's mind, as it pertains to the Cardinals, is Is Kyler Murray going to hold out if he doesn't get this contract?
2: I don't see how that could possibly happen. Three years in the league, I know that he's upset with his situation, but quite frankly, if you want the bag that Josh Allen got or some of these other quarterbacks are out there getting, you have to show Arizona two key things. Number one, that you can get them to and deliver in the postseason because that's what franchise guys have to be able to do. And number two, got to be able to lead. And not lead from out front when you're winning football games. you got to be able to lead when you're trailing football games. Taking off your helmet and slamming it to the ground, pouting on the bench, getting upset because things aren't going your way. Those are not the hallmarks of a franchise player. I know that might sound rough. I know that might be aggressive. But I understand. This is a guy who, when he was in high school, never lost a single game. Started for all four years at, I believe, Allen High School in Texas. Never lost a game. Had a ton of success at Oklahoma, won the Heisman Trophy. Now there's a little bit of adversity. You're in a tough division. you got to figure things out. Show them you can lead. Show them you have the maturity to be the franchise guy. Go out there and deliver, and you're going to get that bag. It's waiting for you, but there are a couple obstacles you need to clear first.
1: Yeah, you're right. Look, the Arizona Cardinals weren't great without Kyler Murray, and after two seasons there under his belt, he finally led the Cardinals to the postseason. That's all great, but then he got there, and they completely laid an egg. I'm not putting that all on Kyler Murray, but – As the quarterback of a team, one that's asking for more money in a brand new contract, the onus does fall on you. You got embarrassed by, sure, the eventual Super Bowl champion in the Rams. But nonetheless, that is not the outing you want if you're going to sit here and clamor for a a big long-term contract. And on top of that, Joe, and obviously you just alluded to this, the pouting, I can't stand. I can't stand the body language. That is not a true leader of a team, in my opinion. And I think he's learned his lesson about that, I would hope, because that's something we've all talked about a lot over the last couple of weeks since this all came out in terms of wiping his social media clean. And that brings me back to the social media part of this. Why do that? Why wipe your social media and send this message and then have your agent release a statement? The whole thing just felt so sideways. And the entire time, I will say, and I, like, Steve Keim and and – Uh, their head coach, Cliff Kingsbury, were by his side and defending him the whole way through this. They didn't have to do that. They could have been like, I don't know what this is all about. I mean, they could have easily been confused by the whole situation of wiping your social media clean. This team has had his back. And so for him to hold out, now, granted, he did show up to mandatory minicamp. And so maybe that's a sign that he's not going to hold out. But to me, you are not owed this long-term big contract like you think you are. I don't think that's fair for him to put that on the Arizona Cardinals. Look. All he needs
2: to do is take a good look at Lamar Jackson to understand the situation he could find himself in. You want to hold out, fine, but you've only played three years. Right. They've got your contract rights for year four, which is the one coming up. They can pick up the option, and then they've got you for year five, and then they can pick up the franchise tag. They can prevent you from getting that long-term deal for quite some time. You obviously are not going to want to go down that path, and you didn't win an MVP award like Lamar Jackson. You haven't won games in the postseason like Lamar Jackson. So take a good long look at that situation and ask yourself, do you want want to go down that path or do you want to show Arizona everything they need to see in order to give you that big payday? I will say this, though. If you're Arizona, I know Murray is the A1 topic. I'd have my eyes fixated on Cliff Kingsbury and doing a solid evaluation as to whether or not this is the guy who's going to get you to the next level. Kingsbury is notorious for these late season choke jobs. They went 11 and 6 last year, but people forget, they started the season 8 and 1. Mm-hmm. They were cruising. Mm-hmm. They closed 3 and 5 and then flamed out in a playoff game where it's rare to see a coach get that out-coached by the opposition, but yep. Sean McVay was running circles around Kingsbury. He was. Now you might say, well that's only one season. Go back the year before that. Arizona starts six and three. They close two and five. They flamed out again. That is a hallmark, unfortunately, for Cliff Kingsbury as a head coach. Starting strong, fading late. That team has got to improve. They've got to be able to play football in December so they can get themselves into a situation where they hit the postseason running and start winning some games. Cliff Kingsbury has got to figure that out, or Arizona's got to find a head coach who can.
1: And look, I agree with everything you just said, Joe. And last year there was. You know, some things working against them in terms of injuries. Uh, Kyler Murray was banged up a little bit. DeAndre Hopkins was in and out of the lineup for them. So now you don't have those excuses anymore. You bring in Hollywood Brown. You've got some insurance there at the wide receiver position. And in addition to that, this is a year in the NFC West where you don't have Russell Wilson. You don't have to face him twice a year in the Seattle Seahawks. You don't know what you're going to get out of the 49ers. Is Jimmy Garoppolo going to be there? Is it going to be Trey Lance? You have no. Is Debo Samuel going to be completely ready to go? We, we don't know. So there's an opportunity for the Arizona Cardinals to have have some consistency this season. Last year, we were talking about the NFC West as being maybe the most competitive division in all of football. This year, I think that now becomes the AFC West, and now the NFC West has got an opportunity. And so the Arizona Cardinals need to stay strong and fast for the entirety of the season. I wholeheartedly agree with you. All right, let's take a pause. Coming up, we'll take your calls. 888-SAY-ESPN. Again, 888-729-3776. It is SB Day. We're talking about tonight the SB's going on, and, and Dick Vitale is going to be given that Jimmy Veed Perseverance Award, and we can't wait to hear that speech. But we want to hear from you how this awful disease, cancer, might have affected you or why today is important in terms of lifting people up because – that is one thing that we want to do here on ESPN radio. 100% of the proceeds today from the um, V Foundation go to cancer research. And so that is why we want to take today to kind of give back and, and talk through this because it is so important. If you are able, it's v.org slash donate. v.org slash donate. Every dollar matters because, again, it is going to cancer research so that one day, maybe we don't have to have an SB day like today. You know, maybe we're just reflecting back on stories because we do have a cure for this thing and we're not all, you know, dealing with some sort of heartbreak or some story that we have to reflect back on. Maybe that's the end goal, right, And all this. Also, we're going to talk to ESPN reporter Holly Rowe. She's been through it. Um, she's been through it in the public eye for the majority of the time. And so we will talk to her next year coming up on ESPN Radio here on Greeny. But first, here's a word from Cheerios. If you're on the go, you might be skipping eating the healthy way, which is probably making you feel a bit more sluggish these days. Well, as a reminder, you can fuel life's special moments with heart-healthy Honey Nut Cheerios. Made with whole grain and low in fat, Cheerios also provides 12 essential vitamins and min- minerals. So pour your heart into today. It's oh so important. Pick up a box of Honey Nut Cheerios today at your local grocery store.
0: Greeney, the podcast.
1: So there's some things going on with the Lakers in case you're living under a sports rock and you don't quite know. Uh, Supposedly, Russell Westbrook and LeBron James didn't even speak to each other at Summer League. That's old news now. And now, obviously, Russell Westbrook has moved on from his longtime agent and and his agent list, essentially. And we don't know what's going to happen with the Lakers coming up. Earlier today on KJM, Jay Will spoke about this in terms of pressure on the Lakers and how it has to do with Westbrook. Take a listen.
2: There's a lot on the line for Russell Westbrook who opted in, who now a lot of people are going to be looking at how he handles this year, whether he goes or whether he stays, if he's willing to buy in. Same thing we talked about James Harden. Like, well, oh, we'll see if he really buys into with this play. I'm like, okay. But still, I mean, James Harden didn't opt into his deal. No. He he opted out, okay? He took less money. He's saying bring anybody on board who we can do. So it all depends on your willingness to give in to be different, And now we have to see that with Russell Westbrook's basketball game, on the defensive end in particular. This team has a lot to prove, right? So the last two years, they've been smacked around. I mean, it's the same way we talk about LeBron going back to the Drew League, earning that street credit within L.A., right? It feels different with this team because now people are taking their jabs at them
1: yeah, he's right, and and Jay will was one of them. Jay will is one of my dear friends, but he he was one of them saying that this was the most disappointing team in sports history that he could even remember heading in to when we were talking about the playoffs and when the Lakers weren't even there. But in terms of Russell Westbrook, look. I have an agent, you have an agent, Joe, right? Like we all, we understand the agent world. And if my agent was sitting here telling me that he doesn't believe in me or he couldn't find a deal for me or he can't move me or whatever, things I don't want to hear when I think when all is said and done, I'm going to find myself in the Hall of Fame one day. I'm going to find myself as, as someone who has notched more points assists rebounds and maybe any other player whatever it is I've done a lot for this league and I've been loyal to a fault to some of my teams and teammates and yet people are stopping believing in me meaning my teammates my coaches and now my agent I get Russ's ego I get why Russ is frustrated the slander I'm not here for anymore for Russ West he had one bad year Joe one bad year
2: well, one bad year with the Lakers, and then it didn't go well with James Harden in Houston, and you can blame James Harden there, but there have been some ups and downs to Westbrook's career. I just find it fascinating that what one year can do to a guy's reputation, because if you go back one season, he put the Wizards on his back late in the year to yep. get them into the play-in, to get them into the playoffs. He was putting up huge numbers. People were rallying around Russ. One year later, after playing with LeBron, it's a completely different story.
1: Yeah, you're right. And so now here we are, and maybe he needs to find his way, and him and LeBron and to sit down and have a man-to-man conversation. But to us to keep talking about Russell Westbrook in the air of, like, we don't know what's up with him, I don't think it's fair anymore because he has a right to have an ego the way that he does. All right, we got more Greeny here coming up on ESPN Radio.
0: Greeny, the podcast. This is SB Day 2022 at ESPN. 100% of your donation goes to cancer research because the V Foundation has an endowment that covers all administrative expenses. That means 100% of what you give goes directly to the cancer researchers working hard to find a cure. The V Foundation has a generous donor who will match gifts up to a total of $1 million. Go to v.org slash donate today.
1: That is right. This year is incredible because there is one very special donor, and you just heard it, that's going to match these donations up to a million dollars. A million dollars. That is that is remarkable and so great for the V Foundation. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Shay Cornett and Joe Fortenbaugh filling in for Green today on SB Day. The SBs are tonight on ABC. Steph Curry is going to host, and later on, we're going to hear from Dick Vitale because he, he's accepting that Jimmy V Perseverance Award. We know he's going to give a phenomenal speech, an inspirational speech, and that's what today is about: inspiring others, making others aware um, all the things that come with today. Because we've all been touched by this horrific disease and cancer, one way or another, be it through your family or friends or maybe you yourself. I don't know, and so. Every dollar counts. If you are able, it's v.org slash donate, v.org slash donate. If you want to share with us an uplifting story or whatever you have on your mind today, we'd love to hear from you. Eight eight eight, say ESPN. It's 888 And Joe, momentarily, we're going to hear from Holly Rowe because this is someone who is kind of lived through this in the public eye, being that she works here at ESPN and covers so many things from, you know, women's basketball to college football and college basketball and on down the line. So we've kind of lived this with her. And I know I've talked to her before on this day in years past, and she's so inspirational. But um, days like today, hearing the stories not only from Holly, but from others, really, it means a great deal
2: the stories of resilience, the stories of perseverance. I I could not even imagine what you have to go through in order to overcome a battle like this, to win a battle like this. The idea of of just having your world probably turned completely upside down with the diagnosis Immediately rendering everything that you thought was a problem completely irrelevant, no longer a priority No, longer the type of thing that at the front of your mind is just gnawing away at you You now have your health in question and you have to put all of your energy into that and with Holly coming on to discuss that battle Winning that battle and the advice and inspiration she can provide to everybody else very much looking forward to today's conversation Yeah,
1: you're right Joe And, and again this day it's special and it's hard. And for a lot of different reasons, like we have to sit here and we talk about these stories and these things that are painful and maybe, you know, they strike us all differently because of our different life experiences, but they're also necessary, right? Like the V Foundation does so much for cancer research. Every dollar goes to cancer research so that one day, hopefully we can talk more and reflect back on what we all went through as opposed to looking ahead and still trying to find a cure for this thing. Because again, it just affects us all in different ways. And the phone number again, 888-SAY-ESPN, it's 888 Nine three seven seven six. if you are able to donate it's v.org slash donate again v.org slash donate every dollar counts um, and we understand that not everyone is able and that's okay and we lo- we thank you for listening and joining in on the conversation but if you are able it is it is a, a necessary thing in terms of what we all have dealt with in our life and the V Foundation does so much for cancer research let's get to one of these calls let's go to Derek in Minnesota Derek how are you?
6: I'm doing pretty well. Hey, I just wanted to say that, uh, you know, with the Bee Foundation, especially ESPN, I've uh, taken pretty much the whole day of talking about this. Is obviously, just such a great thing. Um, but, you know, I kind of uh, wanted to touch on and just tell a story uh, yeah, about, you know, how cancer affected me. Uh, my grandpa, unfortunately, did not. You know, he he didn't win his battle, but... Uh, he was one of the guys that was in there, and he was. Uh, I, I'm not sure if you've heard of cyberknife mm-hmm. at all.
5: Mm-hmm.
6: Um, cyberknife is a technology that was, you know, tested in the early 2000s, and because of that, we've just the uh, uh, medical research has grown itself, and it's a better way to treat more accurately uh, the tumors that um, a person may get from cancer, but. You know, he, my grandpa, he never, he never lost a smile in his life and he always liked to make people laugh. So, um, one time he was, it's, you know, the year he died, his last cruise, he took a cruise every year with my grandma mm-hmm. and, uh, his last cruise he ever took, he decided that, uh, or he was in an elevator. He had an amputated leg, he was a diabetic and he liked to eat cake. Um, he, decided that, or he was, he wasn't going to wear his prosthetic, he hated it. So he, uh, And, you know, he was bald from the chemo and a cyber knife. And he had a survivor cap that uh, he always wore just to protect his head. And so he's got an amputated leg sitting in a wheelchair on a cruise ship with a survivor cap on his head. Everyone's giving him the side eye looking at him but trying not to look. And he just sees it, and he decides to pipe up, and he says, Hey, yeah, you see this? Yeah, shark bite. (laughs) And, you know, for him to... For him to be able to joke around like that has kind of just affected my life and everything that I you know, look at it. Unfortunately, he didn't he didn't win his battle, but um because of him, other people were able to.
1: Yes, of course. Derek, thank you so much for the short the story. And that is that is so great. It's outlook and, and Joe, you were talking about it earlier. Sometimes, you know, we have to look to other people and the way they look at things and, and the way they they attack this thing called cancer and it brings some perspective to life, and also to how we handle things going forward. Someone who's done that um, is definitely Holly Rowe, who joins us here on Greeny on ESPN Radio. Uh, Holly, thank you for being with us this after or this morning, I should say. Now, obviously, this is SB Day, and we were talking earlier, Joe and I, Holly, about how. You know, you kind of lived your battle and, and through television and through all of us. And we all kind of went through this with you. And I remember talking to you last year on this day and you sharing such, you know, inspirational stories about how it affected you. And so why is this day, SB Day and us talking about cancer research and the V Foundation and all the things that come with it? Why is it so important?
4: Well, number one, it's important because the, the, the place that we're doing the most work and fighting the hardest, for cancer is in research. And so I think I've shared with you guys before and why FDA is special to me, that in my battle with cancer, I was at a stage where um, FDA drugs were not approved for my treatment at that point. Mm -hmm. And so I was battling and I had inoperable tumors in my lung and I couldn't get the medication I needed because it wasn't FDA approved yet. Mm -hmm. And so I was able to join a clinical trial um, and the V Foundation funds these clinical trials and donates money to doctors for research. And, and my drug that I got on a clinical trial for saved my life. And so I, it's really important to me because it's not just, you know, we, we talk about raising money for cancer and nobody really knows what that means. Well, the V Foundation is actually donating money to labs and to doctors so they can discover drugs, do clinical research, have trials. Um, so that they can find drugs that will cure people. And I'm one of those people that's been cured by that. And it was my doctor who was funded by the V Foundation. So it's just really personal because, you know, I literally wouldn't be here without this drug that has helped dissolve these tumors in my lungs um, or, or I would have been dead years ago. And so it's just really personal and poignant. And it's that specific of donating to labs and doctors for clinical trials.
2: Holly, if you wouldn't mind taking us through the mindset when you, you get the diagnosis, what goes through your mind and then how you try to change that mindset, presumably to something positive or the focus for how you were going to get through that. I'd have to imagine that was one of the toughest things you've ever been through, obviously. And, and, and there are probably a lot of people out there that might just be beginning the journey of trying to defeat cancer, the mental approach to it. What was that like?
4: Yeah, I think the mental approach is everything. I was having a long conversation with some people at dinner last night about how, you know, two people with a similar diagnosis, same treatment can have very different outcomes. And so much of that is because of how they perceive it and how they attack it and how they kind of live their life with it. And so for me, I just tried to stay in my happy place. And as naive as that sounds, my happy place is sports. And so I kept trying to set little goals and i would write these down and i have a major surgery and and then i would say okay i've got to get back for kansas at texas basketball on (laughs) february 24th um i've got to get back for the big 12 tournament and i would set all these little goals um so that i was fighting physically to um get back to a place where i can travel um I have a funny story, and I don't want to say funny. I mean, I'm a psycho, but I was right in the middle of an intensive um, everyday chemo for 30 days, and it was kicking my butt, and I was very sick, and I had a pick line in my arm. Mm -hmm. But Diana Tarazi had been sitting out for a year, and this was going to be her first WNBA game back in a year at Minnesota, big rivalry, Phoenix, Minnesota, and I was like, I have to get there. I have to do the game. So I just wrapped up the pick line around my arm and I flew. I I didn't tell anybody, went, did the game. And I was at one point, I was like, what is wrong with you? Like, why are you such a crazy person? But I was like having these goals of where to get and try to get to a game instead of feeling bad for myself, sitting at home, being on the, you know, like just being out and living life helped me
1: save life. Yeah, and we all have those things, right? And for work, obviously, for you it was work, Holly, that just kind of kept you going and it it almost like checked days off the list, right? Like, let's just get to this day and this day. Um, But Obviously, you went through this publicly. And by the way, we're talking to Holly Rowe right now, ESPN reporter. She does play by play. She does everything for every sport. It feels like here at ESPN. But as I mentioned earlier, you kind of went through this publicly like we rode this journey with you, whether that was through your Twitter or pictures or Instagram or on camera or whatever it is. How different was that for you or how difficult? I don't know if you have a story or a memory where it was like, man, I wish today I didn't have to be on camera or I wish today I was to share a story or whatever it is.
4: Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was really tough because, um, you know, I did try to get a wig. I did wear a wig for about a month, um, on camera because I was totally bald. Mm -hmm. I um, I had totally lost my hair and, and that was really hard because up until then I didn't feel like I looked sick. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember that guy was just telling a story about being on a cruise and that's hilarious because I, I remember walking laps on this cruise. I took a cruise to Alaska um, with my family while I was going through this and, um, I had just lost my hair. My hair had been falling out in handfuls, and it was so traumatic every day to wake up with hair all over your pillow and handfuls coming out in the shower. And my mom said, just shave it all off. Don't die a little death every day of, with a new handful of hair that's fallen out. Just just cut it all off yeah. and start over. So I did that, and I was on this Alaskan cruise, and it was the first time I was going through life bald, and it was hilarious. Like, it, it just changed the way people looked at me like, oh, this poor woman, what's wrong with her? And so, I, you know, I, I'd start covering it up. I'd start wearing baseball caps. I, and I did end up eventually buying a wig because people just looked at you so different. And, so, and with with pity and, you know, kindness, obviously, but I was like, this is the first time I've felt like a cancer patient and I look sick because I just look so dramatically different. So that was really hard. And then college football season started and I hadn't really told anybody what was going on. I was trying to act like everything was normal. And so I was wearing this horrible wig. And I just remember being at a college football game. It's like 100 degrees. I'm wearing this wig. I called her Wanda, Wanda the wig. I hated her. <laughs> and I was sweating so bad. I was just like pouring sweat. And so I, I, this is funny. I went to a WNBA game two days later. Um, and Candace Parker and Neko Ogumake said, just take it off. You know, I was telling the story about how I was dying in this wig. And they're like, you look cute. Just take it off. And, you know, at this point, I have just, like, little nubs of hair on my head. And and so they, they encouraged me because that next game was their breast cancer awareness game. And so they encouraged me. And I did TV for the first time that day without my wig on. And it was tough and it was hard. But Candace Parker had my back. And I'm going to cry just talking about it because they were just like, you're beautiful. It doesn't matter what your hair likes. You're beautiful. And uh, so I didn't wear the wig again ever.
2: Love it. I love that story. I, too. I um, love that, Holly, for those who who may have just been given a diagnosis, who may be beginning this journey, this battle, what, what would be the best piece of advice you could impart to them? What would you want to tell them from your experience that they could hopefully cling to and use as a motivation?
4: There's a few things that I felt like I learned. And one is um, don't sweat the small stuff because like stuff will come up. And I know I was giving you examples of work and trying to get to work for me it was more about the games I wanted to be to these games and see people play and perform it was more about the joy of the game but um, st- you know stuff's going to happen and you're going to worry about things and you're going to think oh but I've got to get up and do this or oh I've got to you know worry about this just take care of yourself is just really take the time to heal and do what you need to do to heal and it's okay to take some time for yourself What and then whatever it is that gets you through these, these moments you know for me it was setting little goals of things I wanted to do. But um, the other thing I've really learned is you can ask for help. None of us want to be, you know, victims. None of us want to be that person that's like, oh no, everybody's worried about so-and-so they're going through this. It's okay. People love you. They want to help you. Um, It's okay to tell people. It's okay to get that support Um, because it's really scary for other people when you find out you've got this diagnosis. It's scary for everybody around you and they definitely want to help you. So... I think that's something I would say. And then, um, gosh, I don't know. I, I am really anxious because we've been in this pandemic for two years and none of us have wanted to go get things checked or wanted to go to doctors unnecessarily. So I am worried that a lot of us have procrastinated getting things checked out. So that's the other thing is, is just go out and get stuff checked out. If you have a question about, gosh, I don't feel right. This doesn't feel right. I feel this. I Go check it out immediately because the sooner you can get your diagnosis, the better.
1: Holly, thank you so much for words of wisdom, advice, the uplifting stories, all of it. Um, sharing your stories, we really appreciate it. Uh, we hope you have a great rest of your day, and we appreciate all that you've you've said and done so far today.
4: Well, thank you for having us on an SB day, and um, I found out some cool information. I'll share with you guys is we have a really um, an anonymous benefactor that is going to match up to a million dollars today of mm-hmm. anything that's donated for Jimmy V. So today's the day if you want to donate you thought about donating you know it could be a dollar it could be a small amount but um it will get matched today and so don't procrastinate today's the do today's the day to do it if you want to
1: right and that's v.org slash donate if you are able v.org slash donate holly Rowe, thank you so much
4: Thank you for having me. bye -bye. Bye.
1: That's Holly Rowe, um, ESPN reporter, play-by-play. She does everything here, and and what a remarkable story and just so uplifting, Joe. The way she speaks about her goals that she set and and her positive mindset, and I think that's something we should all take away today is, you know, we all have things going on in our life. Obviously, she was going through so much, but she found a way to cope and get through it, and, and hopefully others can do the same.
2: Agreed. And and in addition to that, the anecdote on the V Foundation, mm-hmm. you, you, we've heard of the V Foundation, a lot of people are familiar with it every year, the Jimmy V speech, what it does with cancer research. But the details she gave about what some of the elements right. that they contribute to how they contribute to these clinical trials, that ultimately was the difference for Holly the way she talks about it. It's not just money that she's, you know, sometimes you hear about a charity, they bring money in, you don't really know where it goes, you know it goes out, you know it goes towards a good cause, but to, to, to follow that, that it goes directly to these clinical trials that was able to help her directly with drugs that Save she was not going to be able to get. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it saved her life. That's how important it is what we're talking about today.
1: Yeah, it, it is. It is remarkable. V.org slash donate. Again, the SB's are tonight. Dick Vitale is going to speak. He's going to be given that um, Jimmy V. Perseverance uh, award, and I know he'll have a wonderful uplifting speech but today across ESPN radio and ESPN platforms we're talking about SB Day and and the way we've all been affected by this horrific disease and cancer and again the V Foundation 100% of proceeds go to cancer research and that is what's so important so v.org slash donate if you are able he is Joe Fortenbaugh I am Shay Cornette thanks for hanging out with us today on a very special day here on ESPN radio this has been Greeny on ESPN radio and on the ESPN app
0: Thanks for listening to Greeny the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN Plus. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.
2: Robert Half research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half.